here we are with part three of the grand opening of the vote building uh, from Chains to Change was on scene, and we interviewed none other than Neil Vols, the right-hand man of Desmond Mead down in Florida, doing amazing things for incarcerated people, along with another interview with the Dorsey Nunn, founder of just about everything you've ever heard of. So uh, let's get into it. Hit it, Mike. All right, we are live, and now we have an amazing guest, one of my favorite people in the nation, uh, in and out of this work, honestly. I mean that in all sincerity. Uh, we have Dorsey Nunn, co-founder of just about everything you ever known, <laughs> and wearing his All of Us and Nunn hat appropriately, uh, and he is here. Uh, he's a, a fellow steering committee member of the FICPFM, and he is possibly, I don't know if you're the only guy with a record who's in charge of a bunch of lawyers, but, uh, but Dorsey, man, uh, so, so legal, services prisoners, legal services for prisoners of children you got a staff of attorneys under you, and and you don't even have a law degree, but you're running shit. What's that like? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> These goddamn attorneys are just rebellious. <laughs> yeah. Well, they always think they know the they know the rules yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and they be playing it close. You know, uh, you know, I have to convince some of them. You know, uh, you know how when people go off for of parole, they need a, a job offer. Uh huh. And have to tell them there's a distinction between an offer and an actual job. Oh, yeah. They worry about the job when they get out. They need the job offer for the board. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, a, you know, teaching them the, the ins and outs, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's uh, a difficult. But, you know, like uh, uh, I became uh, the executive director uh, when they did the Prison Litigation Reform Act. Mm. And a number of attorneys stopped actually supporting because they didn't think they were going to be able to actually be compensated for the work. Mm. Uh, and at that point, it was during the same period of time that we was uh, emerging and developing all of us and done mm-hmm. uh, because we needed a place uh, to actually gather. The other thing that I thought that was significant was uh, we had uh, uh, outgrown, uh, outgrown uh, the role of just being people's clients. Yeah. You know, we wanted to have some say-so, you know. So when you say we. When I say, when I say we, I mean, you know, like, um, I, I, I would say a, a movement, a mm-hmm. whole movement of formerly incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, from the point that I became the executive director. What year was that at? Um, God, I don't even remember. 2002, huh. okay. 2001 or something like that. And, um, you know. I think it's been a long time. I just know it's been mm. a long time. And um, one of the things that stood out was that I needed uh, an attorney. An attorney uh, uh, was going to cost me uh, the same salary as two homies I could have hired mm. that worked in a law library. Mm-hmm. And then she started pushing me. I'm a litigation specialist. Mm. I said, so it's my homies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know how many people did you get out? You know. Yeah. Then you know I started wrestling with that, that 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 notion. They weren't certified, but some of them actually knew uh, more about prison law than she did. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, but you know, like, I need to say that uh, uh, I wrestled with the question of whether or not I was going to be an executive director of legal services for prisons with children for about like maybe six months. Mm-hmm. What uh, was your position up till then? Up until then, it was. Uh, or at that point? Uh, before, I, you know, I was a, a co-director. I was a program director. Uh, I can remember being an intake director. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the prison law office, I can remember, like, uh, 
Um, I can remember getting out of prison in the next uh, six years. I worked at the prison law office, and what my job was was suing the California Department mm. of Corrections. Did you work on the Brown v. Plata at all? Because you, you know, that started as jailhouse lawyer work, correct? Uh, no, I didn't work on the Brown v. Plata. I worked on uh, uh, the Toussaint case that actually did uh, uh, double selling in San Quentin. Mm -hmm. I worked on, uh, God, I, you know, I used to go in and just find clients for me, and I was mm -hmm. hunting clients. And, you know, like, uh, and what gets me into the, to the notion of uh, uh, a law, I made an absolutely lousy client. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, uh, I mean, I, I could actually say, you know. And, uh, Wait, well, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you knocked out your lawyer in court or something. You, I, I jumped on my lawyer in court, you know, like soon I got found guilty. All you all yeah. lawyers out there, <laughs> just in case you, you know, need you know, a client. You, you just, just, you know, don't be talking that we shit, and then suddenly you get found guilty, and it's all you. You know, we just ride like that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We, we ain't do doing time together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we got found guilty. You got found guilty. <laughs> and I can hear it, you know. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> you know, he, didn't, he didn't wait till I got out the courtroom before he started distancing himself Damn. from the fight. You know. Uh. Then you know, like the other thing that he did that I thought that was, uh, he couldn't tell that I was scared, and everybody in the courtroom uh, was, you know, all of them seemed like to be buddies. I seemed like I was the outsider. Mm. You know, and yeah. I was I was sitting there, and uh, and I was 19 then because I got found guilty at 19, and I got sentenced to life at 19. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, and, um, and that's before they started getting tough on stuff. Yeah. Because I was able to get out at uh, 31, you know. And I thought that, you know, it's, you know, in retrospect, it was remarkable. But in retrospect, it only took them like a couple of days to find me guilty, too. Mm. So it wasn't like they wasn't like uh, lacking the spirit of prosecuting people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, like uh, after I did my time, I can remember... Uh, a dude named Kalima and some of my homies asked me what I was going to do with my newfound freedom. And any answer would have sufficed. And, and when they asked me that question, one of the things that I, I, I did was I hesitated and I didn't answer the question. Mm. And, um, you know, they, you know uh, and I could have gave them any, you know, uh, bullshit answer. Right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to smoke all the weed that I can find. I'm going to go to the beach, you know. I'm going to go get me some women. I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And all of them would have just been happy for me. But I thought the question uh, was real serious. Mm. The right where we, we uh, 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 the day that uh, Barack Obama said uh, uh, cities and, 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 and states should follow the lead of, uh, uh, the federal government should follow the leads of cities and states around the question of ban the box. Mm -hmm. uh, Kalima just had walked off 40 something years and he was just getting out. And uh, one of the things that stood out for me, it was, uh, uh, one of the things that stood out was that when he came, and, and it was the first time he was able to find his way to my office, and uh, and I remembered the question, mm -hmm. and I understood the question. It was like, what was up? Uh, mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to pause that there because we're gonna pick this up with a part two with Dorsey because I think we're moving into another part of the of the. Let's What's happening, bro? Program here. <laughs> hey, let me help you, man. We are live-ish here at From Change to Change, and right now we've got another guest here at our uh, from out of town, part of our gala celebration King Day thing. 
Uh, quick shout out to Mike. I always give him a shout out on, on the on the the podcast. And we've got Mr. Neil Vols from the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. What's going on, Bruce? You are, uh, hey, uh, according to some people, you are. You're Desmond's Bruce. I, I have been called that quite a bit. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I follow your work for more reasons than one. <laughs> well, your beard work is actually exceeding any of the beard work I've had nice. for quite some time. So okay. I really respect that beard right there. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, so and I like the Steelers hat that you're, you you got going on. You know, on, we, we're playing. We're playing. You know, we're up against the Chiefs. I, I think we've got a shot. Anything can happen. So you know, you never know what's gonna happen. Um, but, you know, really glad that you and Des could come out from Florida and be here with us because, you know, what we've been building has obviously been bigger than any of us. And I, we know that you guys have been doing the same. Um, but I don't know. Why don't you just let's just kick off. And, and, and I'm wondering, why'd you come out? Well, one, man, we just have immense respect for you guys, uh, the movement here in uh, Louisiana, the mentoring that you guys do for us. Right. Like, I mean. We passed Amendment 4 in 2018 in the state of Florida to restore voting rights to 1.4 million people. Oh, that's all? Uh, all right, <laughs> just, 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 uh, just a whole bunch of folks. Um, and we know that, man, man, it was in large part, you know, because of the movement across the country, like this felon disenfranchisement thing has mm. been building over time. Um, you and Norris have uh, helped uh, mentor Des and I in, 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 in ways, and then just trying to, like, come here and celebrate like you said something that's bigger than all of us mm. right i mean we're really seeing the, the changes that uh, like just just with the sheriff's race right just recently yeah. here like what's possible when we really do begin to change the narrative around how folks see you know people have been impacted by the system and uh so man we just want to celebrate with y'all that's what's up well you know we've always felt you know in, in our work uh, you know a lot of us around the country you know it's one thing to give people the right to vote you also give them, got to give them something to vote for, That's someone right. to vote for, right? Yeah. And so things like ballot initiatives, mm -hmm. non-unanimous jury, voting rights, whatever. You know, in California, of course, they love their ballot initiatives. Well, that's like a tangible thing you're voting for, right? But then we get into these candidates. That's right. And it's like, oh, politician A and politician B, bunch of skeezers, <laughs> you know, liars, right. cheats. You know, but it's, it, you know, I can tell uh, the rest of the of the world, you know, when you can get involved in a race and you actually do know, not just believe, but know that this person's the real deal and they're going to give it their all, um, you know, that's an exciting thing. And, you know, we want to help popcorn that in our way to, to folks, you know, like yourselves. Yeah. I gotta say like, we got, we, we got involved in a, a state attorney. We call our district attorney, state attorneys in Florida, uh, in orange County where, uh, Orlando is, and um, it really just presented itself in the way that you said, because, you know, we're still feeling our way through. We're like, mm -hmm. oh, man, like, how do you really focus on issues mm -hmm. and building, you know, community and, and getting people plugged into the movement? Um, and then suddenly you see, man, that 80s style, tough on crime, you know, the, 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 the biggest bullshit, you know, selling, mm -hmm. you know, potential candidate out there who looks like he's suddenly going to be winning mm. and then you got this other candidate who gets it yeah. right who's 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 a reformer 
And so, man, our wheels spun in motion immediately mm-hmm. and, uh, and got engaged. We had 100 plus folks on the ground. Like, man, we're hitting the barber shops. We're mm-hmm. hitting, you know, hitting the clubs and, and, and talking to our folks where they are and turn that thing around, you yeah. know, and Monique Worrell ended up winning the state attorney's race. Look at that. And so, like, to your point, <laughs> elections matter. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, and, you know, it's on us to make them matter. And, you know, when I met you for the first time down in Florida, um, you know, and I want to say I'd already met Desmond, but, you know, we went down there, Norris and I, and it was at that place, that retreat center. Yeah. And you used to work at that retreat center, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that place. Yes, yeah, so that was 2017. Okay. Um, and there was a uh, retreat center. Uh, I worked with folks who were uh, coming out of homelessness, coming out of incarceration, and didn't have anywhere else to go. And mm-hmm. so we had a uh, we had a program, and uh, and we actually ran a social enterprise in which we managed a hotel trained people how to work at a hotel, how mm-hmm. to, you know, become culinary artists or, or chefs and, uh, and and all that. And in the meantime, give them some space to kind of grow out of, you know, and reenter into the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that was, that was life-changing. That was life-changing moment uh, for everything that we're doing in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so eye-opening, you know, because we gathered people from all over the state who really didn't, Fully hadn't been fully connected. Yeah. I think that was cement, man. So I'm always grateful for that you guys came down, yeah, shared your excited. story. And I mean, you guys put together even just on that day, and and that was when I knew. And you know, I've been following you know some of the coalition building y'all been doing. Speaking of Desmond, and, uh, is that Desmond? <laughs> yeah, you want me to put him? Let's yeah, put him on. Put this guy on. Hey, Des, you're you're live on the podcast. Just so you know, where is he? Yeah, Bruce, and I'm actually, we're live right now on the air. And you're on speaker. You're on. What is he in a game show? Okay, all right. Oh, he's in there. Oh, okay. All right. I just heard like this like cheering. I thought it was like, I'll have an E. Must be over there. Yay! All right. Well, you know, we're all in the same, we're all in the same zip code. It's all good. But, um, no, but like, you know, so. Knowing, you know, some of the strengths and weaknesses you guys had going in and, you know, and I had talking with a, a few different like, you know, kind of like civil rights law outfits that were in, involved with y'all. And um, but to see the impacted people that you had from different locations and to see these these seeds, these grains, these nuggets. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, this this is it. And, it, and I personally, I was thinking at the time. You know, after the, you know, after not, not even that long. I mean, I literally after a few hours, I was like, this is going to be way bigger than this voting rights thing. Like they're building a statewide apparatus and they can do it and they just need to be like patient and stumble a few times. That's you right. know, that's right. It's um, really cool to hear that perspective <laughs> because you're, yeah, that's what it felt like. You're like, oh my gosh, these, these mm-hmm. folks don't really know these folks. They're from, mm-hmm. you know, Florida's got like four different states in it. And yeah, ways. you guys so, are big. Yeah, so you got people from northern Florida all of a sudden congregating with folks from south Florida. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you could feel it. You're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, yeah, this, this is about building power and this is about really changing and, and you know, transforming the system, not just mm-hmm. passing one ballot initiative or one piece of legislation or anything yeah. like that. Well, it's funny that, you know, we both get to work with uh, these very strong, energizing leaders. Yeah, visionary leaders. Visionary, you know, humble, uh, universally beloved. And, I mean, I kind of, I know what it's like on this side of the, of the, what divides us. I don't even know what, Alabama, Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I don't know, I mean, what's it like, 
I mean, how? So you and Desmond, are you in the literally in the same office? Are you because I know you got some multi-city stuff going on. Yeah, so we have. I, I'm I'm in. I live down in uh, Southwest Florida, but I'm I'm in the Orlando office a couple of days each week. Um, so in that in that regard, we are we are uh, talk probably 10, 15 times a day. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of our we go back and forth. That's all. Quick, you're right? Yeah, that's okay. So maybe not as much <laughs> as you guys, um, but it is. No, we actually really, don't even. Norris and I, we just mind meld. We don't even bother with all that. Oh, see, that's talking. okay. Yeah, because we definitely we you got time for that shit. I, one of the great things about Des is is that he he's a believer in being in proximity to people who see things differently, mm. right? Not just for like fake diversity, like bumper right. sticker stuff, but to be like. Actually, people see things differently. So there's yeah. like good, healthy intellectual conflict um, mm-hmm. that, that that allows us to work through some of those. Who wins things. the conflicts? I'd like to say that best idea wins, <laughs> but uh, but but if all is said and done, Des Des wins. Oh, you yeah. know, if he wants to. But well, you know, he's got that fancy law degree and everything. Yeah, and so. now he's a MacArthur genius. Oh, yeah, oh, he's he, a genius. He, I right, he called himself a genius See, for yeah. years, but now there's no argument <laughs> against it, man. So it's like, <laughs> man, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tell Norris sometime. Like, you ain't no genius. <laughs> now Desmond, on the other hand, that's right. Now, it says it on his card. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people they 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 they. they they raise an eyebrow or, or three when I mention, you know, Norris and I have never actually had a beef, and I've been knowing him since nice. 2007. Yeah, and we've been working together, you know, on a on a steady, you know, kind of weekly basis since 2011. That's cool. I mean, even you know, on a monthly basis before that with the building out the FICPFM, but um, yeah, I really think that like I mean, you mentioned the best idea winning. I mean, that's our approach, right? right. We kind of like talk it through, and then. And or, you know, he or I, you know, has an idea to kind of put in motion and it's just like a, a no brainer. Right. Like, well, yeah, of course we're going to put that in motion. Right. And then it's just a matter of figuring out, like, you know, what's the sequence or what's the plan and all that. Um, but like you kind of just have to do the next right thing. That's right. Constantly. Yeah. You know, and and when we try to create a fast pace, you know, because mm-hmm. um, want to purposely live with urgency. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's lives that are. You know, you can't overthink that, but yeah. you know, uh, we're not we're not a group that can just like hey, sit in air conditioned offices and debate public policy and politics for you know years and be fine. Yeah, because I understand like, people's you, lives are impacted by what happens. And you have other things to do. You're a very talented musician. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I tried stand up comedy last year for the first time. How'd it so go? It was a lot of fun. It's harder than than, uh, than than people think, but I got up there and. You know, I got the video to prove it, and yeah. got a couple of laughs. Uh, you know, and didn't even need to pay for them, so that was, uh, right. was fun. I might try it again. That's odd. You know, I remember one day I, I I literally, you know, in a moment of sort of lack of confidence, you know, I was kind of in one of my low points, and and I turned to the person who's I'm constantly seeking approval from, Kira Love, <laughs> and I was like, you know, Kira, do you think that I have what it takes? To be a stand-up comedian. Ooh, what'd she say? She looked me up and down the way she does, you know, and, and she was just like, and she was probably, you know, about 10 years old at the time. And she's like, Yeah, you got it what it takes. I was like, oh. There you go. Right? That's meaningful, I, man. I felt so good. She put that on my if she said no, right? You're oh like, no, oh. I thought I set myself up. Like she was just gonna like roast me all day long. But uh, you know, I used to say in the joint, you know, it, like 
yo, man, if people don't laugh at my jokes out there, I'm just coming back because I'm funny <laughs> in this place. I like being funny. I was the funniest guy. Maybe not the funniest, but I was in the top five. Well, I, I will say part of the experience was going a couple weeks before like my show, um, and the practice was really informative because there were like professional comedians working on their stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember walking up, and and I, I, like people were talking about their own lives, right? Like that's part of the deal. And I had overthought it, right? So I'm like, okay, I got like this critical race theory joke. Wait, where were you in the batting order? I was I was like 13 out of 17 or something. Okay. So I'd seen enough, but I was still. You know, like, I, I would joke with Dez that I'm like, I was way too confident. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh, poor Dez. Is, after I do this show, man, he's going to get the call the next day. Probably from, like, Chappelle or Bill Burr. And, you uh-huh. know, and Dez is going to be like, damn, we're going to lose Neil, man. This comedy thing is just <laughs> taking off. Um, and I get up and I blew it. Because <laughs> right? I, 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 over, I, I was like, man, I got, like, critical race theory jokes. And I got, like, super political, nuanced uh-huh. stuff. That was not what the crowd uh-huh. wanted. So I went back and, like, redid it and, I, I, you know, made it. Way more personal is what. So I think I'm learning. It. it was just fun to try it, man. I would work like my probably like my dad angles. Yeah, there you go. Um, and maybe like like being a boss angles. I feel like like employment stuff, dad stuff, maybe some ghetto ass stuff. I once at a fundraiser, I did like a little shtick. Uh, there you go. I think it was like my my Walmart stuff like hit, and then some uh, like like Mardi Gras like. Like drunk ass people yeah. at parades. I had a few different jokes about that hit, but a couple didn't hit. So yeah, I, but I don't have, I hadn't had the courage to to do what you did and go to an actual club and, oh. and give it a roll. And, and it was really, it was very helpful that practice run, right? Because you, you throw them out there and it's like, man, right. I got nothing. <laughs> well, you got the beard. You know, you got <laughs> that's right. You like, you know, you got the glasses for a little extra prop appeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they can laugh at me at that yeah. point. You know, I'm like, hey, I, I'm just looking for laughs, right? <laughs> Relatively quickly. Like, no, come on, somebody, give me some air. <laughs> and there's some people they, they just walk out there, they look at the audience, and then you start laughing. So <laughs> maybe they just smoked out the whole place. Yeah. But Norris always afraid that he's gonna lose me to like the woods. Like <laughs> after seeing your call, vacation, he calls me man. Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> like I came back, I came here before I even like got home because I wanted to unload a few things and stuff. And sure enough, everyone's just like at the office, and, and, and Norris comes walking up, and he's like, Jeremiah Johnson returns. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know if you'd come back, but I, th- I think he's, he's worried at some point. Uh, yeah, I saw you out on that back. Jeep, man, in Grand Canyon. <laughs> I, I thought the uh, same thing. But we like, need... he's, he's, he's one step away from being Jack Kerouac here, man. It's yeah. going to be over. Well, <laughs> yeah, I never liked that, him too much because he always had, he could always bail, get, bail himself out by his rich auntie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, you don't, you know, it's one thing to whatever, like slum yourself some or like oh after college i did this or whatever it's like wait you had a college degree and you had parents (laughs) at home to to option yourself until you've literally got nowhere to go and have nobody you don't know that sense of hopelessness right you gotta do a margin check right yeah okay hey things slipped out but uh and that and to me that's always like a a sort of a a touchstone for i don't know the work and and you know the, the way i conceive the world or like you know and this and that and which is why it's so important for us to like you know, work with people who have been impacted, right? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, like this just isn't theoretical, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody can kind of, some other folks might be able to parachute in, parachute out. But yeah. for us, it's like, man, this this stuff impacts our this, lives. This is it, yeah. But, it, you know, I, I think it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to also, you know, I know that you do enjoy your life and 
you know, can, can give a go at this sort of like balance here because, you know, the work that, that we can find ourselves in can be, uh, you know, it can be a, a real foxhole, a real rut, a real battle mm-hmm. and all these things flying around. And so, you know, we, it's, you don't have to like, you know, play hard, work hard, whatever the heck that stuff is. You, know, you can, you can just find in the margins, you know, it'd be music or, or traveling, camping, the beach. Yeah. And being know? surrounded by good good folks. Des has been great. I mean, he's just transformed my life. I know there are certain moments, you know, in the legislature when Amendment 4 passed and then all of a sudden the legislature passes this bill that says you got to pay all your fines, right? Like yeah. cuts it in half, basically. Man, I, I was like living with regret and not really realizing it for a long time. And he's like, man, no, nah, every, everything you do, man, you're just mm-hmm. learning and moving, right? You learn from it and move. Yeah. Like, yeah, could we do a lot of things different in our lives, but you can't stay there, so... We've and we've tried to definitely just be be like keep hitting, and I know sometimes there are some folks that are wired to like kind of take that rest. Um, you know, fortunately, you know Norris, you know as a as a teammate, you know I mean we we kind of want to keep going. You know, even you know the certain people I've been using, and and I won't give anything away because of maybe legal reasons, but you know I was like you know when you watch that Bond movie, and the villain falls, right. But you don't see him hit the ground. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know already he's going to come back in Act Three, right? And so, you know, we have some people in like in our work, and of course that's an extreme violent example. But you know, politically or or policy wise, mm-hmm. like what you're saying about you know voting rights, or whatever, you know, you got to keep on. You got to make sure you saw that thing hit the ground and it's over. And so, because there's always a lot some of these little angles, or the villain comes back, and so I'm just like. No, no, that's not one yet. You know, we, we won a battle. We didn't win a war. That's right. And, you know, and then sometimes people will look at me like I'm the crazy nutcase. It just Or you've been through something, you know, <laughs> and you've seen it, you know. You, yeah. You, you don't think those roots are there anymore, and then they start growing. But I'd just rather do this work than clean my house, you know. Like, I'd rather be here. Yeah, for me, it's, just, it's a calling, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it doesn't feel like work sometimes, and other times it just feels like, man, this is my purpose, you know, mm-hmm. so... Um, and that's that's the deal. Like coming yeah. out here, you connect with that. Like yeah. the meaning and the purpose. So cool to celebrate with you guys, man. What, you, what you're, you're doing, the, the building, you know, like this is like the best is yet to come. And you guys have done so much up well, to this point. We're just getting started. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I definitely want to invite you back. Awesome. When Desmond comes back with his half-ass barbecue oh, that okay. he thinks is going to win <laughs> the battle of the barbecues. All right. And I want you to witness that so okay. you can report back honestly with integrity to the Florida people. I, I, I will do that. I, I, I love Des, Des and I, like, hey, love is shown through trash talk sometimes, especially, like, through sports and that. <laughs> I, I, I That would be interesting to see. He, he's got some good barbecue. We have Chico, he's man. Got, yeah. So Chico, Chico ran a barbecue place and was, like, rocking barbecue uh, up in Angola. Right. So right. we're going to send in our best. Nice. And uh, and I can make some mean stuff, too. Okay. But maybe more than well, gumbo. We have to hype this thing up, man. Yeah. Okay. Love, love a, we could have like state by state battles or whatever, Louisiana, like New York, Cali. Yeah, because just, just for people who might be listening who know all the like, Des got here and he went straight to the he grill. He went straight like, to there, the grill. I, I don't even think he said hi to anybody. And he acted like stop he at the restaurant. He acted like it was his grill. I'm just like, yo, you be touching stuff, turning on burners. <laughs> Start checking the gas. Yeah, <laughs> and then we start talking about the placement of the TVs for like football parties. But you know, it's all good stuff. It's and, gonna uh, be fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a Super Bowl party here. All right. Uh, and it's gonna be pretty bomb ass. Lead the Steelers versus the 49ers. All and right. Then, 
whoever wins the the new executive director of vote will be appointed based on that victory. <laughs> nice. So it's probably either going to be myself or Norris as okay. the new executive director. Oh, so you're you're <laughs> so you got the Steelers. I do. He's yeah. got the Niners. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got a life. The truth is both teams have a little bit of momentum coming into the playoffs. You won some, right? Yeah. There's three or four, and they won like. Eight out of ten or something. Well, one of the one of the uh, fun Niners facts around Norris is actually um, so some folks want to do some some film stuff around our fit clinic, our former incarcerated transition clinic, and we have two former incarcerated people, Haki and Danielle, who are community health workers, and they're doing amazing work. Uh, you know, Dr. Anjali Naogi and all of them were here today, and um, and so I was actually just kind of asking Norris. It occurred to me because. Haki used to do the hospice program and Angola as well as, as Norris. And I was like, uh, that documentary that, that, that Edgar did, Edgar Barron's, mm. who actually ended up getting an uh, Oscar nomination behind nice. another hospice program, uh, Prison Terminal, an amazing film. Wow. And, but his first film was about the Angola hospice. And so I queued it up on YouTube and realized that like, no one on the staff had even seen this thing. And so I sent it out to the staff the other day, and um, I was—I didn't get a chance to like rewatch the whole thing. I was like kind of looking for hockey, and um, but there was this—you know—one shot of Norris talking in, in the film, and there he is with his little 49ers hat on. Oh. I was like, look, here's living proof. This guy's been rocking it for the longest. So he, he loves Raz and the Niners fan. And in his defense, as a lawyer, I will say. Uh, he liked the 49ers from before there was even a New Orleans Saints franchise. Wow. So it goes back that deep. And okay. And stuck with his people. So, um, but yeah, but, uh, you know, my Steelers, we're going to give it the old college try. Big Ben's final go. Yep. You know. Well, I, I, I would I would be happy with that. I, I, I pick my NFL teams based on how many Ohio State players are on there. So you got Nick Bosa on the Niners. We've got Cameron Hayward on, uh, you know, on your line. So I, I could Is that all we got? Well, at least on the D line, you got Ryan Shazier was there, but he's not there yeah. anymore. No, you might the... be right. That might be the only uh, the Ohio State. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, well, you know, Neil, I'm so happy that you're able to come by and and sit on our temporary studio spot, the couch here in the Power Coalition. We squatted the Power Coalition. Well, I appreciate being on the show and being on the show today. All right. Like with, you know, what, what was happening today. So well, thank you, hopefully man. someday you'll have me as a guest on yeah. your show and you can roast me all you want. Come on. All right. Thanks, brother. We need each other. Wake up, everybody! Well, you see...